Now look at it in NASB. Very important to look at the different translations. In light of NASB and King James. So New American Standard Bible. Because he hath loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him, what? Securely on high. Because he hath known my name. You can go high, but you will not be secure there. Someone, you can put your hands together for the Lord. You can go high, but you can be pulled down. You can go high, but you might not remain high. But when God takes you high, you are secure up there. Can I have an amen? So these are the blessings of those who are close to God. Let's continue. Verse 15 in King James. He shall call upon me and I might answer him. Michelle, is that what the Bible says? He shall call upon me and I might answer him. No. He shall call upon me and I will. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. It means that there will be troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Who glory. But, there's always a but. But the Lord delivered them out of them all. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. When you are honored, it's a blessing. Continue. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. These are the blessings of those who stay close to God, who maintain their position. Hallelujah. Now let me give you another verse. Turn to first second chronicles. Sorry, first chronicles. First chronicles. Are we in first chronicles? First Chronicles chapter 29. Let's start from verse 26, but we're going to 28. Beautiful verse. This also applies to those who are what? Close to God and maintain their position. Thus David, the son of Jesse, reigned over some of Israel. No, all Israel. Continue. And the time that he reigned over Israel was 47 years. Reigned he 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron. And 30 and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. He reigned for 40 years. Seven years in Hebron. Because he was king of Judah. And then over all of Israel uh, for uh, uh, 40 years in total. Verse 28, what a blessing. And he died in a good old age. May you and I die in a good old age. You say amen. You, you don't want to die in a good old age. In a, di- in, in a good old age, full of days. Glory to God. There's a difference between dying in a good old age and full of days. When you die in a good old age, it means you have long life. Full of days, you have, you are full of prominence. Full of relevance. Full of favor. Full of greatness. So he died in a good old age, full of days, riches. And honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned after him. May we reign. May our children reign after us. And may our children's children reign after us. It means that those who are children say amen because your children will reign after you. 
Hallelujah. Not just reign after you. Your children will be blessed. Your children will be favored. Your children will move to higher levels. Amen. So God bless you all. So let's continue. So how do you maintain your position? Which is such a privileged position. Number one, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Or have the faith of God. Or have the God kind of faith. Have faith in God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, For without faith it is impossible to please him. It is impossible. Without faith you and I cannot please God. There is no way we can please God without faith. Impossible. Impossible. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Then we just go quickly to verse 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. So through faith, we get a good report in heaven. Through faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So it explains that Enoch, so verse 5 and 6 go together. So Enoch walked with God and was not. And Enoch was translated because he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, how did Enoch please God and how can you and I please God? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must first of all believe that God exists. That's for that one. Even the demons believe that. So that's not enough. James, the book of James chapter 2 says, you say you have faith in God. You believe that there is a God. You do well. But what does it do for you? Even the devils believe and tremble. We don't tremble. But the devils believe and they tremble because they have faith. They, they know that God exists. So having faith in God is in two parts. One is that you believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's good to serve God because you know God will reward you. Some people say, well, I just want to serve God because I love him. God is pleased with that. But if you want to please God, you must believe that he would diligently. Once you diligently serve him, you are, he, he'll, he'll be pleased with you. Amen. Number two, stay close to God. Stay close to God. Hallelujah. Phoebe, you got to stay close to God. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to me. God is telling us. So, the one who needs to do the drawing near is who? You and I. We need to take the first step. Draw near to me, God says, and then I will draw near to you. Phoebe, come. Okay, so you are far back. You want to take your face, you, you want to raise your head if you, if you are bent like that. That's fine. Yes. So I am here. Take the first step to draw near. Come. Then I will draw near. But until you move forward, I'm still waiting because I'm not going to force my will on you. So draw near to me. 
come. And then I will draw near to you. I thought you put your hands together for her. So God is saying, draw night unto me and I will draw near. So the, the honest is on you and I. Look at Psalm 73 verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. It is, it is good. It is a blessing. It is for my benefit. Some people say, oh, if I draw near to God, he would force me to do things I don't want to do. If I draw near to God, I'll be disadvantaged. If I draw near to God, I will not succeed. If I draw near to God, I will not do well. If I draw near to God, I'll, be, I'll live a boring life. When I was in the world and I used to like to party and to club and to misbehave, I always used to feel that if I am close to God, I would have a boring life. But it's actually more exciting to be in the, in the Lord than to be out there. I said, it is more exciting to be in the Lord than to be out there. Amen. So it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. What a blessing. Psalm 65 and verse 4. Stay close to God. Psalm 65 and verse 4. Blessed or blessed is the man, which also means woman. Whom thou, who is the thou? God, choosest and causes to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy courts. So when we draw near to God, we are blessed. And the one who draws near to God, not only is he blessed or she blessed, but that person will have the opportunity to dwell or remain or stay long in God's courts. Now where do you have God's audience? In his courts. That's where he can hear you and you have his attention. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of his ha thy house. It means that God's house, there are good, good things there. There's goodness in God's house. There are blessings in God's house. There are many good things in the house of God. Satisfied with the goodness of the ha thy house, even thy holy temple. It shows that there are good things in God's house. Good blessings. The, the, the shoe bread, the table. The, the, the table, the Bible says God will prepare a table before you and I in the presence of our enemies. All those things come in the temple. That's why it's good to be in the house of God. I said that's why it's good to be in the house of God. If you are watching and you don't go to church, I'm encouraging you to go physically to church. It's about time. It's about time. You go to the mall. You go to the store. You go to the doctors. Why can't you go to the one who can keep your life for you? The doctors can't give you, uh, can't extend your life. Yes, they can help you to live long, but they can't extend your days, your life. It's only God who can. Our breath is in his hands. And the Bible says that the boundaries of our habitation have been set. It's only God who can extend it. So why would you not be in his house and serve him and give him one day a week? Oh, am I say, saying something to somebody? Yo, you can put your hands together for Jesus. Number three, never leave your place of prayer. Never. Luke 5.16 in the NASB. Luke, Lucas 5.16, NASB. Never leave your place of prayer. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. So Jesus often prayed. The Bible talks about him praying all night. 
a great while before day, he went to a solitary place and there prayed. And praying all night. You can find this in Mark 135 and Luke 612. So ladies and gentlemen, do not leave your place of prayer. Prayer is a great act of faith. Prayer is one of the most important things you and I will do. Why? Because prayer is communicating with our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father loves us so much and wants to hear from us more than we could ever imagine. God wants to hear from you and I more than we could ever want to hear from anyone. Think about it. God loves us and yearns. Imagine the creator of the universe who said, let there be light and there was light. Let the universe exist and it appeared. Seven, six days he created the universe. That God who upholds all things by the word of his power. Hebrews 1.3. That same God he wants to hear from you and I. Who are we? When you see the stars, you hear the rolling thunder, you can only just say how great thou art, Jesus. How great thou art. This great God, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That same God wants to hear from you and I. That same God hung on the cross. Think about it. The one who created you and I had to hang on a cross for us. That's why it's amazing grace. How can it be? How can it be that my God will die for me? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. How can it be? Number four. Serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Serve God in his house. Serve God in the church. Serve the Lord. Do something for God. There is a lot we can do for the house of God. Do something. And don't do it because you have to do it. Do it because it is a beautiful, reasonable, wonderful service. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm beseeching you, I'm pleading with you in view of all God's mercies that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, meaning God, whatever you want to do with me, do it. I'm yours. Do anything you want. I'm not perfect. Captain Kuman said, God is not looking for golden vessels. Because I would not qualify for that. That means I'm out. Me too. I'm definitely out of that. <laughs> God, will not God is not looking for silver vessels because I also not qualify. She said she won't qualify. But God is looking for yielded vessels. Yielded vessels. Vessels who just yield. I'm not perfect, but if you say this direction, I'll go. If you say that direction, I'll go. Yielded vessels. Offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Look at it in Amplified. Hallelujah to Jesus. I appeal to you. Now this is an appeal. I appeal to you, Joel. I appeal to you. Ajin, I appeal to you. God is appealing to you. Therefore, brethren, and beg of you. 
So the Apostle Paul, or the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul, is begging you and I. In view of God's mercies, all his mercies, because of his mercies, to, uh, uh, the mercies of God, to make a decisive. I remember, it's only when I decided to commit to God that I decided I committed to him. When I was in London, I, I, I decided that, you know what, this thing, I need to really change my life and commit to God. I had to make a decisive decision. Decisive decision. Because I, 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 yeah, it wasn't easy. But when I decided that I am going to make a conscious, decisive decision, it made a difference. Hallelujah. Make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. Holy, devoted, consecrated. Because this one, is, is not, it doesn't end once. You are always going to keep doing it. We are always going to have to continue this. I still have a lot more to do. All of us do. It is, we are going to continue to make a decisive dedication till we die. Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, wholly devoted, consecrated, or set apart. Unique, special, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. The devil has blinded mankind so much that mankind is able to save wisely for retirement. Life insurance. Portfolio. Retirement portfolio. I, 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 I'm, I'm saving for 30 years time. What about for a billion years? What about the next billion years? Why are you not saving for that? Why are we not thinking about the next billion years, but you are thinking about the next 25, 30 years? Because most people will not even survive the 30 years. Some will get dementia, some will get Alzheimer's, some will get all sorts of diseases and will, will, will die. <laughs> not really. Some would get cancer and live. Some would get uh, uh, what? Accidents, car accidents, so many things. So many things. Some will just die of old age at age 90. 65, 90 minus 65 is what? 25. Usually, 25 years after retirement, most people will be out. Not me, not you and I. But I said most people. Not you and I, no. I'm going to 100 in Jesus' name. When we go to 100 in Jesus' name, but most people will check out, even in America, with a life expectancy, even in America, most people will check out after retirement, 25 years. What about eternity? You see Christians trying to gain a mass wealth, and yet they don't get the wealth, and they, don't, they are not rich towards God. But I want to be a Christian who is rich towards God, and God gives the wealth. Glory to God. Did you hear that? Go, oh, put your hands together for Jesus. God gives the wealth because I'm committed to him. Wealth God gives remains. But wealth you acquire does not guarantee, it's not necessarily going to remain. Number five, you and I must embrace corrections and rebuke. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 
2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture. Oh, glory. So can someone say all scripture? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What does the verse, next verse say? That, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto some good works. No, it's not in the Bible. All good works. All good works. Amen. Amen. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? Let's look also. Okay, amen. Continue. So, you and I must embrace corrections and rebukes. Let the word of God rebuke you. Let the word of God correct you. Don't be offended. Offense sometimes can lead to betrayal. We went, uh, 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 we're having a pastor's meeting some time back, many years ago, maybe 2008, 9, 10. And in the pastor's meeting, we went to a church. And we went there very early before they started service. You see praise and worship rehearsing. You see instrumentalists rehearsing maybe two hours before service. So we went there, and the guy who was taking us around told us about how he gave his life to Christ. And then he said something. He said, hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. You'll be surprised who can betray you in terms of when the person is offended. So that's why it's important for us not to be offended, but to actually speak out. Hallelujah. Speak out whatever the problem is so that it can be solved. Because look, for example, at Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. And then shall many be offended. And that word offended is to, be to actually fall away or turn away or to put a stumbling block or to give offense. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Think about it. Look also at Jude 1. Uh, 17 to 19. Very important to be very careful. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. They, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Hallelujah. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When there are offenses, it causes division. Look at NLT for verse uh, 19. Now they are there, now they are here, and they are ones 
who are creating divisions among you. The word separate is divisions. They live by natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit living in them. So it's very important when there are offenses and you don't accept rebuke or as, uh, 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 and you easily get offended, you can easily lose your place in God's house and you'll be someone who would be betraying people and causing divisions in the church. Divisions. That word separate is to cause divisions, to mark off, to make a logical distinction, to separate unfairly discriminating division, unjust distinction. Hallelujah. So you and I must be very, very careful to make sure that we master not getting offended. Some people get offended with God. Some people get offended with man. There are some people who leave churches because they are offended with a member of the church. Hallelujah. There's, a, there's someone who got upset with a member of the church and said it's a bad church and left the church some time back. Hallelujah. But if they, they of, and they were offended, hallelujah. But if you and I decide that I'm not going to be offended by the Lord, no matter what happens, and I'm going to make sure that I don't get offended, no matter what happens, I will not be offended. The Bible says that God saw uh, 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 Abel and Cain. Cain offered unto God salad. And Abel offered unto God some steak. Now, the reason why Cain's offering was not accepted was not because it was salad, but because he didn't give it in faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Now, when God accepted Abel's offering or sacrifice and rejected Cain's, the Bible says that Cain's countenance fell. When Cain's countenance fell, the Bible says that God said, Cain, why has your countenance fell, fallen? Why is your countenance falling? Why are you upset? Why are you offended? Master this situation and come out of it quickly. Why? Because sin is crouching behind the door, ready to have you. Does that make sense? So behind an offense, there's a sin waiting. Anytime we are offended, we are, ready, we are, we are more likely to sin. Good. Genesis 4, 7. Let's start from verse 4. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Do well. It's okay. Next time you can offer a proper sacrifice. And if thou doest, uh, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire and shall rule over him. And thou shalt rule over him. So behind an offense, a sin is waiting. That's why when people are offended, the Bible says what? And they will betray one another. And they will cause division. So it means that divisions are not good. We lose our place in God's house when we are part of dividing. Very important. You can have a church and then different sections. Okay, I'm in this group. 
The Bible says, Apostle Paul said, you are, you are behaving like mere men. One says, I'm of Paul. One says, I'm of, I'm, I'm of Apollos. What is all this? Are we not for Jesus? Apollo, Paul doesn't matter. Apollos doesn't matter. But it's God who gives the increase. So anytime they are on just divisions, then we are being sensual and devilish. So let's be very, very careful. As we, we are in our church, let's make sure that these kind of divisions where people are in a group, okay, this, these are my friends. Uh, the new people who come, we, we are not going to speak to them. Or, uh, or just, hi, how are you? Okay, uh, you can't join my group. No, no, no. Many churches have that. No, no, we can't. We, we, no, not here. This is going to be a church that is going to be marked by love. When people come to the church, they will see the love of God. May they see the love of God. That is our prayer. And there will be no divisions. There will be no factions. There will be no separations. Because that makes us sensual. Verse 8. Uh, is it nine? Yeah. Uh, that makes us sensual and having not the spirit. Hallelujah. Very important. Number six. You must make a personal effort. You got to make a personal effort. You, I said, you got to make a personal effort. What do, what do I mean by that? Don't just rely on your pastor to feed you on the word. You got to know the word. Yeah. I remember uh, one of our guys, Brother Theo. He told me about how he used to just do the projection. Until he became so sharp. May you be sharp. I said, may you be sharp. Oh, it's a, it's a compliment. May you be sharp. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And as he kept on doing it, right now he knows Bible verses. He, I mean, he quotes them at will. He knows the Bible. He reads the Bible because he, 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 he wanted to know more and be very fast. And because of that, he was always learning, always reading, always reading. So that when the message is going in a certain direction, he knows where to go. Yeah, that's why I feel. God bless him indeed. Make the personal effort. Praying for yourself. Make the personal effort. You and I must make the personal effort to pray, to spend time with the Lord. To pray for at least one hour a day. We must make the personal effort to pray for at least one hour a day. At least one hour. Make the personal effort to have your quiet time. To listen to messages. It's important to read your Bible. Because many Christians don't know the Bible. And they hear something on YouTube, hear something on Facebook, and take it and run with in the, into the wind with it. And because they don't know the Bible, they misquote. Mis the Bible says, uh, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. There are many people who take the Bible because they have not made a personal effort. They take the Bible and they let the Bible say what the Bible is not saying. There are many people who read the Bible, take the verse out of context, and run with strength with it, in it. Meanwhile, it's, it's error. And that's how come the slave trade and many of those things happen. Because people took verses. Uh, your slave, uh, uh, and then that's it. Slaves and your masters, and they took it. But they didn't take it in context. If they took it in context, the word, the scripture in context, that would not have happened. And it was Christians who were doing this, in quotes, so-called Christians. 
Hallelujah. Professing Christians who were who did not have the love of God in them and were not Christians, but were shadow in uh, uh, so-called Christians. But there are many people who don't take the scriptures in context because they don't do their Bible study. I was in church once and I was talking about Jesus. This is something to laugh at. Uh, 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 Jesus rebuked Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. And then I was about to talk about how many verses after that that uh, uh, Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Then one of the pastors got up, uh, uh, raised his hands and said, Three, three verses after, or two verses, I can't even remember the details, but he was wrong. But he was wrong because he heard it from another pastor and did not do his study. But the Bible says that the saints that were at Berea were more noble than the saints that were at Thessalonica, at Thessalonica because they received the word of God with readiness of mind and immediately they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether what was said by the apostles was true. They searched it. So to be a mature Christian, don't just listen to the, don't, don't just take what I say. Don't just take what I say. But take what I say, go to the Bible, find out whether what I'm saying is true. Then you'll be more noble because by trying to find out whether what I'm saying, not that you are trying to criticize, but just follow the Bible. Not that you are trying to criticize or find fault, but you are just trying to understand it for yourself. And, and, and you are trying to use the word of God to, 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 as, the, as the sieve. Am I saying something to somebody? Very, very important. So make the personal effort. Number seven. And try not to take the scriptures out of context. Charismatic Christians like that too much. You have to read the entirety of it and it will give you an understanding of what the scripture is saying. Not that I'm an expert, but at least I know that you have to read the context. At least that I know. Hallelujah. Number seven, guard your place in God's house firmly. And we read about Judas who did not guard his place in God's house firmly and was taken out. Hey, May you and I not be taken out. But you and I must first guard our place with God first. Many people guard their place with man. Before God. But rather guard your place with God first and then man. Does that make sense? Even though we deal with men, we are going to talk about two things. It's important. Man has a role to play. But God has a greater role. Hallelujah. I can, if, if I'm not honest or I am, I, 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 I don't have love or I'm not working in love or I'm not doing the right thing, I can serve man in every way, but God will not bless because I am, I, I, I am breaking spiritual principles. For example, you can go on Facebook and start bashing uh, 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 your prophet, bashing him and think that God is happy with you. And you are following someone else. You won't do it. Won't be well according to the Bible. You can't. It's, it's, you are breaking the a spiritual principle. No matter how close you are to who is it, Benihin or to who? Wh who are the people? Or to even let's assume Idahosa was to rise from the dead, and you are close to him. If you break certain principles, it will not work for you. So you and I must always remember that principles are principles. Those who God has blessed you through, those who God blessed you through, make sure that. 
you always uh, honor them and make sure that they are special in, in, in your eyes. Always. Always. Those are, 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 are automatic keys. And it is people who don't know God who feel that they can do anything they want and God will still have his hand on them. Very, very important. So guarding your place in God's house is a principle. I try not to break those principles. So sometimes it's interesting when you see people even breaking those principles. Breaking those principles. I remember there was someone who, yeah, in, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey. Look at Ephesians 6.6. 6. Not with, okay, let's start from verse 4. Context. You remember? And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. It means I shouldn't provoke my kids to wrath. But you should still honor. I've had a few shouting matches with my daughter. My son has, he does, you guys don't have time. Well, my son at least doesn't have time for that. Hey, woman, I, didn't, I said my son doesn't have time for that. But I've had some shouting. I've even recorded her. Just taking, I recorded her. Angry, crying, and saying, <laughs> I recorded it. <coughs> so I can play it for her when maybe she's also having a shouting match, God forbid, with her daughter or son. Then I play it. I say, look, you, you did it. And you fathers, but she's, she's changed. She's, she's, she's changed. Oh, put your hands together for her. She's changed. And ye fathers, <laughs> provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling. So it's important. So even with our, our pastors or with our boss, whoever it is, be obedient to them that are your masters in the flesh, with fear and trembling. It means with respect. In singleness of heart, as unto Christ. Because all leaders, all authority is of God. Verse 6. Not with eye service. There you go. So many people have eye service. Unfortunately, also in the church. But for you and I to guard our house, our place in God's house, let's not have eye service. As men pleases, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. When you don't have eye service, nothing will move you. Hallelujah. When I say nothing will move you, nothing will move you to do the wrong thing or to dishonor. Even in your private homes. How many are getting me? Yeah. What do you think? Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be a man. The Hebrew word is a man. You will be nurtured. 
you will be fostered. You will be established. Isn't that a blessing? Your Christian life will be established. You will be established. You will be nurtured by God. You will be fostered. Believe in his prophets or his prophets and you would talak. That word is to break out of your boundaries. That word is to prosper. That word is to do well. So, if you believe in his prophets without believing in God, you are cursed according to the Bible. Cursed is the one who trusts, puts his trust in man. And there are unfortunately many like that. But if you put your trust in God and then put your trust in your prophet, there will be a great great blessing because you'll be fostered you'll be nurtured and then when the man of god says something or the woman of god says something using scripture explains the bible to you then you follow it when you are given advice you follow it based on the word of god and you will prosper hallelujah and there's a story behind it god told the the prophet uh, there, there was there, there was an, a war going on. In, uh, you know, I think you should read it, Second Chronicles twenty from verse one. But the Bible says that the prophet gave some advice, put the worship team in front of the army, and the people there was an uproar. So Jehoshaphat said, "said Stay still, relax, relax. Believe in the Lord your God, that He will deliver you from the war." That he will be the, the one who fights the war. That he will give you success. Believe in the Lord your God. And you will be established. Nation of Israel. Believe what the prophet is telling you. Believe the prophet. And you would explode in victory. You would prosper. You would excel. You would do well. So it's very, very important. Our prophets have a role in our lives. Hallelujah. Some people, when you are a new convert or you are, you are I mean, Hallelujah. You, are in the, you see, many people just serve God and then when they become mature, then they feel that there's no need to, to, to serve God or no need to read their Bibles, no need to do what they need to do. That's not true. You and I need to get ourselves deep in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you and I need to follow spiritual principles. Very, very important. And God will bless us. What are some of the examples? Look at Eli. Hallelujah. You see that Eli and Samuel, we all know that uh, uh, story. Very, very important story of Eli, the prophet Eli and the prophet Samuel. Samuel was a little boy and Eli was in the, the room with him or, or in the uh, church or in the house of God with him. Hallelujah. And the prophet Samuel or the little boy had the little boy Samuel heard someone calling him Samuel. So he went to the only voice he could know. Hallelujah. Which is the prophet Eli. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Go back. He heard the voice again and he went to uh, Eli. And Eli said, I have not called you. Then, he w then Eli said, look, next time you hear the voice, say, I'm here. Lord, I'm here. Uh, uh, thy servant heareth. Hallelujah. Now, you will see that the prophet Eli helped the prophet Samuel to hear God's voice and to learn from God and to know God. Hallelujah. Because the prophet Samuel didn't know who, how to relate with God's voice or how God's voice sounded. So it was the prophet Eli who guided him so that he can hear God's voice, know God's voice, and understand God's voice. 
And then after that, you see that some pro the prophet Samuel was able to move uh, uh, and be a prophet, the prophet he needed to be. And then God said that your words, Samuel's words, will not fall to the ground. Meaning that whatever Samuel prophesies will come to pass. Why? Because he had an Eli who was able to direct him to hear and know how God's voice sounded so that he can hear from God himself. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So it's very important. So we need Eli's. But you realize that we need to also make the personal effort because uh, Eli uh, 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 helped him, but he didn't always have to rely on Eli to have his quiet time to be able to hear what God has to say. Hallelujah. Also, the Apostle Paul and Ananias. You see that Ananias was important. So we need people. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We need people. But you realize that Jesus appeared to Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. I'm, I don't know if you are getting me. On the road to the Ma Damascus to persecute the Christians. When Apostle Paul... Is everything okay? Please. When Apostle Paul... <laughs> when Apostle Paul was on the road to Damascus, Jesus Christ appeared to him. And Jesus Christ told him that, look... I'm a choose, you are a chosen vessel. He said a few things. Don't persecute the Christians. As you are persecuting the Christians, you are persecuting me. Then, instead of Jesus Christ speaking to Apostle, uh, Saul of Tarsus directly, Jesus Christ said, now go to a certain man, Ananias, and he, Ananias, will tell you what to do. So you and I need the Ananiases who will tell us what to do. Amen. And then after Apostle Paul was giving instructions for Ananias, then Apostle Paul was able to hear from God. Hallelujah. And be directed. Very, very important. So we need God's servants all the time. But don't just say you need God's servants and that's it. Because God expects us to hear from him also. Hallelujah. Amen. Make the personal effort. Some people just want, I, I, you see some Christians say, I cannot hear from God. I need you to hear from God for me. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I need you to hear from God for me. No, 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 no. That's not happening. What's happening is that we are going to hear from God. Hallelujah. God is going to direct us. And of course, God is going to still use his shepherd to direct us. Amen. Number eight, maintain your interest in spiritual things. Maintain your interest in spiritual things. Revelation 4, 1 and 2. I don't know that you guys are hearing the word. Maintain your interest in spiritual things. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. So maintain your interest in spiritual things. You realize that he had to come up hither. In life, there are some things that you must force to like. Never lose your interest in God. Never lose your interest in church. Never lose your interest in messages. Never lose your interest in prayer. 
Never lose your interest in trying to know more about God. Very, very important. So you and I should not retreat after God has done many things in our lives. Some people, God has blessed them. God has opened doors for them. God has done many wonderful things for them. And because of that, they feel that that's it. God has finished with me. But God has not finished with us. God is still working on us. Maybe God has moved you to, to, to be promoted at work. And you feel that that's the end. But God has many other things for us. God has many other promotions for us. God has many. God wants to take us maybe 20 steps higher. And we are only uh, uh, two steps higher. But there is much more God wants for us. There is much more God wants to do with us. But many people settle because God has blessed them. No. Maintain your interest. No matter what God does for you, God will never bless you with something that will take you away from him. God will never bless you and I with something that will cause us to lose our interest in spiritual things. God will never do that. I don't know whether I'm hearing an amen to that. God will never do that. God will always let, God's goal is that we are close to him and our interest in spiritual things are intact. No experience in the Lord should make you feel that you have arrived. God wants you and I to come up in our commitment to him. Come up. Make a decision that from today I'm going to come up. I'm going to move higher. I'm going to do the, the best I can do. I'm going to learn to, to know God. I'm going to believe in the Lord. I'm going to believe in his prophets. I'm going to, to, to pray. I'm going to, to read the Bible. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to serve the Lord in his house. I'm going to maintain my, my interest in spiritual things. There are higher levels, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. There are deep parts of God that you and I have not experienced. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. There are many things that God wants us to experience. The Bible talks about the tasting of the good word of God. Tasting of the powers of the age to come. Tasting of the powers. There, there, are, there are many spiritual things that we have not even tapped into yet. There are many dimensions in the Lord that we have no idea of. Hallelujah. We must maintain our interest in spiritual things. We must do that. Hallelujah. We must do that. We must do that. Next week, I believe we would have our last point. But what's the first? Let's go over them again. Number one, have faith in God. How many are going to have faith in God? Amen. Amen. Very, very important. If you lack anything, don't lack faith in God. Number two, stay close to God. Number three, never leave your place of prayer. Prayer should be very important to you. The Bible says that Daniel prayed three times a day. That was his custom. And Daniel did not fail to do it, even if it was going to cost him his life. Jesus always prayed. Always. Even if God himself, who created the universe with his words, always prayed. What about you and I? Number four, serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Serve him in his house. Do something for God. 
do something for God. Number five, you, you and I must embrace corrections and rebuke. Embrace it. Embrace it. Number six, you must make a personal effort yourself. Make a personal effort to know God. Make a personal effort to hear from God. But at the same time, remember that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So it's not just a matter of hearing God. Okay, God has spoken. That's here the Lord. No. How do you know it's God? Make sure it is God. And then seek counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Hallelujah. So trust in God and look for godly counsel. Very important. Godly counsel. Hallelujah. Number seven, guard your place in God's house. Family. Set yourself. I was watching a conference and I liked it. Don't let anything move you. you know, if you know that God has called you to do something, if you know, make sure that nothing takes you away from it. Till you die. If you know that God has said, look, I, 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 I'm going to help poor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Let no human being stop you. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. That, that's a very powerful conference I was listening to. Hallelujah. Maintaining the aim. Hallelujah. Never, never. Because you and I will be judged one day. One day, you and I will be judged. And if God says, look, I told you to do A. Did you do A? Oh, I thought I was supposed to do B. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll be judged alone. God has given everyone in the earth. The, you see, everyone, God has given you something to do. Some people, it is to back the gospel. I said, some people, it is to finance the gospel. You didn't hear me. How many people, look, I, I see you financing the gospel. God will give you millions to finance the gospel. God will give you millions to finance the gospel. Finance the gospel. Some people, if you are supposed to be a prophet, don't, don't, look, pursue it. The Bible says, give thyself wholly to them. Give thyself fully to them. So that you not only save yourself, but those who hear you. Do the work of an evangelist. Make foolproof your ministry. Yes. Whatever God has told you to do. Just like I heard, don't give up on it. Trust God, pray to God, fast about it, take hold of it, and never let a circumstance, don't let any circumstances. Some people have lost my job, I've lost this, I've lost that, I've lost everything, so because of that, what God has told me to do, I won't do it. No. When you and I judge, it's God going to accept, oh, I lost my job, or I lost everything, I, 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 I was depressed. Depressed. Being depressed is not going to solve it. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. I want to encourage you, every single one of us here, God has given you something to do. If you know what it is, rather push, push. You can talk to me, you can you know, push me. I, I want to have the problem of how do I solve the problem of helping people to do what they need to do. It's a good problem. Because when you fulfill your ministry and God and, 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 and God uses me to help you to fulfill your ministry, I'll also be blessed for that. And when you help people 
also to fulfill their ministry, God will also bless you for that. Like my sister, who was praying for me all the time and, and giving me strange dreams and visions and testimonies that will fear, scare me. I'm sure what, whatever is happening, the souls that have been wanted, she will have a share in it. My pastor and uh, my pastors will have a share in it. Those who led me to Christ, they will all have a share in it. That's, that's important. So whatever you and I can do, let's do it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Do it because when we meet God, God is going to judge us based on how we loved God, how we loved our neighbor, and whether we were able to fulfill what he told us to do. What God called us to do. He's going to ask us about it. And if he's put it in your heart to do it, and you don't do it, there'll be no excuse. What do you think? No excuse. No excuse. Number eight, maintain your interest in spiritual things. And you maintain your position. I'm not out of word, just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Yes. Let's bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord. Bless his name. Worship him. Give him all the glory. All the honor, all the praise because he deserves it. Lord, prepare me. Oh, yes. Just speak to the Lord Jesus. Ask him to make you more like him, to prepare you to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Ask him, Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a Sanctuary for you. Ask him again, Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving. ask the Lord for just a couple of minutes. Lord, prepare me. I want to serve you. I want to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. 
I want to be a person who has faith in you. I want to stay close to you. Make me a man or a woman of prayer. Father God, make me a vessel of honor unto you. Sanctified meat and prepared for your use. Give me a heart to serve you in your house. Lord, give me the grace to accept rebuke and correction. Lord, I pray that you give me the grace to guard my place in your house firmly. May I maintain my interest in spiritual things, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Whilst we are praying, I want to give you <coughs> here or watching the opportunity to make the greatest decision you can ever make. I want to give you the opportunity to experience the greatest miracle, even greater than raising the dead. I want to give you that opportunity. The miracle is so great that Jesus had to die for that miracle to happen and rise from the dead. I want to give you the miracle of salvation. Where God, by the Holy Spirit, will take your heart, your current heart, your unsaved heart, remove it, and then put in a brand new saved heart. I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says, for if any man or woman be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. There is therefore now no condemnation, Romans 8.1. To them who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is no more. If you want no condemnation, if you want the new birth experience, if you want to be born again, I want to ask you to just raise your hands and I will pray with you. If you want Jesus Christ to save you. Now I want us all to repeat after me, including those watching. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to Christ or rededicated their lives to Christ. Bless them, keep them, preserve them. And we pray that Christ Jesus will be formed and established in them and in their hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
We may take our seats. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless.